0: Welcome in, and it's good to be home. I I, I had a great time in Las Vegas. It, we had a lot of fun, but uh, it is good to be home. It was good to get home last night for so many different reasons. I uh, got home late, late Saturday night uh, into Sunday morning, and uh, yesterday slept about 12 hours, and uh, got up and caught one hell of a football game last night as the Chiefs have uh, legitimately... Um, I guess uh, if you want to call it the dynasty extended it, whatever you want to, you know, whatever adjective you want to throw in there, um, you know, it's, uh, it's worth it because what Patrick Mahomes and company did last night, uh, extremely interesting, obviously mistakes by Kyle Shanahan, who is being roasted today, roasted because he decided to take the ball first in overtime and. A lot of guys on his team, veteran guys, did not know the rules when it came to, you know, overtime rules. So it was just, um, you know, it was kind of a a debacle. But then again, they had opportunities to win that game, and they, and they didn't. So, uh, you know, the Chiefs uh, win back to back—the first time in 20 years that that's happened since the Patriots did it—and they are uh, they're kings of the mountains again. And when everybody—and I have to admit, uh, look, when Everybody doubted them midseason. You had a right to. They weren't playing good football. The offense was stagnant. It wasn't moving. It, they a lot of dropped passes. They weren't running the football very well. Their defense was good, not playing great, but just so many things were not going their way as we had seen in the past. And you thought, okay, you know, you just won a Super Bowl. Chances are you're not going to win it again. And then, uh, you know, when all those all those chips seemed to stack up against them with You know, the offense not playing well, coming into the end of the season, you were starting to kind of put it together, but you weren't really sure. Then you had to go on the road and face Buffalo and knock off that nemesis. And then for what everybody, including myself, thought was the best team in football to beat the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore and then to get down by double digits again in the postseason and in the Super Bowl only to come back and win it. I'm just, man, it's uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a remarkable run. It really, really, truly is. So I think the only thing the Chiefs have to fear is when Joe Burrow comes back and get healthy, because he's been, he's been the Chiefs' slayer, so to speak. And uh, what the 49ers have to fear is age and money. You know whether or not they're going to be able to keep that whole thing together now, and what's going to happen. Kyle Shanahan, 0 for 3, when it comes to being a coach of any type in the uh, Super Bowl. And last night. Uh, some, some failures, uh, Brock Purdy had a couple of opportunities, but I thought he played pretty well. I thought that, uh, the Packers laid the blueprint and I don't know why Kansas city wasn't running more, you know, motion and movement and, and just dictatorial things in pre-snap offensively, but they still did their thing. They still found a way to win. And when it came up, uh, in the biggest moment in the brightest light, he just put the hand and pa- put the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes and let him go, and that's what they did. And he ended up winning them the game. So, man, what a, what a, uh, what a spectacular game last night. Went out for a little while over to uh, Sloppy Joe's and smoking the water, smoking the water last night. out in Okachi and watched it. Uh, just got back retired, was tired. Wanted to go get something to eat. Watched the first half of the game. Uh, stayed till halftime and then came home and caught the second half at home. So uh, just a, a relaxing night. And, uh, but it's good to be home. It's good to be home. And to everybody that watched uh, on My24 out of Milwaukee, the Super Bowl recap, and had a bunch of kind things to say, I, we it, it was appreciated. Constructive stuff, uh, criticism-wise, always good. But uh, for everybody that watched and enjoyed it, uh, appreciate that as well. Uh, the phone number, 877-867-167. It's going to be good to talk to you again. We're going to take some phone calls today on a lot of different topics. Uh, we got Twitter at bill underscore Michaels at bill underscore Michaels at Wisco grant for grant bills producing the program. Uh, you've also got us over on uh, so many different platforms. You want to find us on Instagram, simply Instagram, uh, look for the bill Michaels show, the bill Michaels show. Same thing over on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash the bill Michaels show YouTube, which is a great way to watch the program. And apparently many of you did. Holy mackerel. The numbers on YouTube last week were, were really good. And go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels show. Uh, same thing over on Twitch TV, Kick TV, LinkedIn. You can find us under Bill Michaels over there as well. You want to drop us an email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. You can also find us uh, via the website, simply thebillmichaels.com. And then there's the app. You can always listen on the app, W-O-Z-N, The Zone Madison. That's The Zone Madison. And then, after the fact, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts all that kind of good stuff as well Grant how you are you all rest it up now you just kind of rested and relaxed a little bit after getting home yeah, I
1: got plenty of sleep. I got home. I think my flight landed around ten on Saturday night, and I slept until almost noon on Sunday. And I I don't normally sleep late. Like I'm up around even on weekends. I'm up yeah. around seven. But uh, it was nice to catch up on sleep and be back in a normal time zone that makes sense for both of right. our
0: shows and our schedules. That's just it. And, and you know, I had a few people that said, "What do you What do you mean, rest up?" I, mean, I guess there were some comments over on Facebook, and I was reading them yesterday, last night, and yesterday. And uh, you know, uh, it what what. You and I talked about this that normally during the week like tonight unless I got to go grocery shopping or something I, there's nothing going on. I don't have anything tonight, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, I mean nothing, you know, I'm going to watch some bucks basketball and just kind of catch up on stuff, but normally during the week we don't do much. When you're 2 hours behind and you know dinners are at 7 which technically back here are at 9 and by the time you're getting home It's midnight and then you got to get back up early because you got to get, you know, like for the show, I can wake up an hour before the show, shower and all that kind of stuff and just walk in the room next to me and I'm on the air. Whereas when you're on the road, especially during Super Bowl with all the traffic and everything going on, you're getting up at five in the morning and you got to be on the road by six. You got to get in there because it takes you a while to get through security and walk that gauntlet of a walk, how many steps do you think we put in over the week? I mean, Friday alone, Friday night alone, I I walked 30, I was close to 37,000 steps because we walked the strip after the show. But how many steps do you think? Because I ended up actually on a trip like that when normally you eat and you're going to dinner every night and everything. I lost two pounds. I I woke up this morning and I weighed in. I'm two pounds lighter than I was when I left. So a ton of steps. I mean, we were all over the place.
1: Just always on my feet. My watch told me the other night, it's like, your fitness habits have changed this week. <laughs> it's like, well, let me tell you, Mr. Apple Watch, I'm in Vegas. That's not supposed to happen. Right. They're like, you're being very healthy. Like, no, I'm just standing up a lot, really, is what it was.
0: Yeah, that 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 watch does not realize that uh, the gin and tonics were flowing and, you know, the food was flowing and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, you, know, you, you know what, though? Uh, just figure a lap around Radio Row. How, how how far that was. That's 100 and something yards. I mean that was a ma- I mean you could you could actually play a football game inside Radio Row. That's how big it was. So it was more than 100 yards long and it's way more than 100 yards wide. But yeah, that's how big that place was that we were that we were in. So uh good stuff, but uh today got a lot to talk about. Obviously the Chiefs uh they're in the midst of a dynasty. You've got all the reaction now about what the offseason is going to hold. Uh the mistakes by the 49ers. Uh, I the, the the Badgers are an enigma to me. We had talked about, well, you know what? They lost to Nebraska. Could have been looking ahead to Purdue. But since then, it is it has not been good basketball. It has been really weird shot selections. Way too many turnovers. When the offense isn't clicking, it just seems to be somewhat dysfunctional. Uh, it's at, at what point, I'm not saying there are, are they in a free fall, but at what point, do you kind of go, uh oh, this is, you know, they jumped out of the plane and they don't, they're not pulling the shoot, man. They're not slowing down. So, uh, we got that to get into. Uh, also, we've got to the Milwaukee Bucks. They get a win. They Bradley Beal is now a Milwaukee Buck. They just try to bring somebody in that has some kind of a defensive prowess. Uh, and it paid off the other night. They got a win and they'll be back at it again. Denver's in town. So the Fiserv Forum is going to be rocking. Um, so you got that to talk about. Pitchers and catchers getting ready to report for the B- Milwaukee Brewers and the rest of baseball, for that matter. So that's going on. So there's just kind of a plethora of stuff. And some stuff I haven't even caught up on yet. Uh, like I said, got home, slept probably, I don't know, we got in about 1.30 in the morning on, on you know Saturday night, Sunday morning. And I think woke up at about 9 in the morning and laid in bed for like 15 more minutes and next thing you know I I fell back asleep and woke up and it was noon. So that was that was uh, kind of catching up on some. and I couldn't believe how t- just like body tired you were after the fact but good to be back. Uh eight, seven or Patrick Beverly is who I was thinking of. Thank you very much. I I was th- I said Bradley Beal and I was thinking Patrick Beverly so I apologize. Uh 8778671678778671670 Uh, One of the things that I wanted to play back today um, because there was so much discussion about the technical side and what you see on film of Jordan Love in comparison. I was watching Twitter last night, Jordan Love in comparison to say Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy and who was better. And, you know, with with Jordan Love playing so well down the stretch and what he's going to become next year and what he needs to do and. I thought, you know what? If you didn't hear it, um, one of the best breakdown people there is, is Greg Cosell from NFL films and obviously ESPN, the NFL matchup show. But I thought it was interesting because on the Ross Tucker podcast, when Greg was broadcasting out on that show, when they were broadcasting out in Vegas, um, Ross Tucker said to him about his opinion or his take is what he called it. His take. And, Cosell said, I don't have a take. I I tell you what the film tells me. And it, that was because he really doesn't. He, he's he got opinions about certain things, and he'll tell you it's an opinion. But most for the most part, he is, this is what the film says. This is what I tell you that the film says. And that's what he bases all of his facts and all of his opinions on, is this is what the film says. And I thought it was interesting because... When you get people that say, "Well, he's as good as such and such, or he's, he's he's the next Patrick Mahomes, or he's," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, slow your roll." But Greg Cosell said this is what he needs to do this off season to correct to be better. So I want to get into that a little bit, a little bit later on today. We're gonna we're gonna play that back for you. But he was he was a great listen last week. Uh, we had a lot of great listens last week, and the the uh, uh, Harlan Olivia Harlan Kevin Harlan. And a Bert Kreischer uh, video went viral. Uh, That that interview is is, uh, Bert, uh, the machine, the comedian, comes over shirtless and starts, uh, you know, blathering about, you know, drinking too much tequila. That was that was priceless. So that was that was awesome. So anyway, we got all of that coming up today. Uh, anything else that I missed, Grant, uh, before we uh, dive into the first commercial break?
1: Well, no, nothing that we've missed. I think we're going to link back up with Zach Heilprin, who's been filling in on the morning show to talk about the Badgers, like I yeah. said. But, you know, it's funny. I, I was thinking this morning, it's like, well, we should get one of our, our big NFL names on to talk about the Super Bowl. And then I'm like, oh, we had them all last Thursday. And
0: yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we had every single one. We grabbed them all, yeah. I mean, uh, I would assume I, I haven't talked to him this morning. I know Mike Clemens is moving around, still out in Vegas. Mike isn't coming home till Wednesday. And so Mike's moving around out in Vegas. Vegas. Maybe Michael join us a little bit later on, but uh, but yeah, today's kind of a kind of it's just kind of a get reacquainted day today. Because and by the way, uh, for Mark who just asked, next year the Super Bowl is in New Orleans, so it's in New Orleans. It doesn't go. What really stinks is it go new. It goes New Orleans, then San Francisco, and then back to L.A. So West Coast after next year, it goes West Coast, West Coast, and. I just, I, I hate that. <laughs> well, I love Super Bowl and I love covering it. You know that, but God, you go to the West coast. First of all, it's a toilet. And secondly, it's just, it, it's, it's just a pain in the ass. It just, it just is. We love covering it, but it just is a massive pain in the butt. Anyway, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels show. It's all coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by friends over there at Quick Trip. And at Quick Trip, they've got a lot of great deals going on right now. If you have not checked Quick Trip out, you really, really, really should. They've got a lot of the take-home meals that are on special right now. And the the take-home meals are fantastic because when you go through the take-home meals, they've got everything from buffalo chicken to mac and cheese. They've got mashed potatoes and gravy that you can uh, get into. I mean, they've got so much. That they're doing over there right now. The fettuccine Alfredo, uh, which is on sale, by the way, from $8.99 to $5.99. You've got the beef stroganoff, $7.49 to $5.99. $8.99 to $5.99 for the spicy chicken penny. There's so much, so much from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Bacon is on sale as well. I just was in there yesterday, stopped in, filled the car back up with gas. Got some cash, because it's always nice to get cash with no ATM fees. And I just picked up a couple of staples, you know, bread and milk and butter and that kind of stuff. And picked up some bananas because after Vegas, I, yeah, I lost a couple of pounds. But man, I'm back on the health kick. Felt good to walk around, but then again, as you're walking around, you're going, "Man, I'm out of shape." So uh, back at it, back at it now. And that's our friends at Quick Trip helping out in so many different ways. Good stuff from Quick Trip. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. We got more of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. back good to have you the bill michaels show we continue on our friends up north at uh, pine mountain resort and the four seasons island resort great place both of them just really really awesome the four seasons island resort you know i love that place they got mardi gras coming up they got a big party they have got uh obviously uh, well it's not gonna be long before the uh utv and the avtv trails are back open because they haven't had much snow up there that's for damn sure However, you've got, uh, you know, if you've got a Valentine's, uh, you know, one late start with a Valentine's thing this weekend, they have a couple of rooms available with a really reasonable rate. Uh, give them a shout, 715 938 5110. Get a hold of Barb, 715 938 5110. And don't forget, when you get a hold of them and you tell Barb you heard it here, you get 15% off as well. So uh, a terrific deal. Again, the Four Seasons Island Resort, 715 938 5110. That's 715-938-5110, Four Seasons Island Resort in Pembine, Wisconsin, on the beautiful island in the middle of the Miscano River. So uh, a couple of things. I thought this was I thought this was, uh, I thought this was uh, an interesting comment. And I'll get to the phone calls coming up here in just a second. It said, uh, what about Andy Reid? He was fired in Philadelphia, and now all of a sudden he's got a great quarterback, and he wins three Super Bowls. It's not about Andy Reid. Oh, I would beg to differ. I would beg to differ. Remember his last year they put together the quote dream team. Uh he had good players over the years. You know, Donovan McNabb was a hell of a quarterback. It wasn't like all of a sudden he just found a good quarterback and suddenly he started winning. He it sometimes I mean Bill Belichick wasn't great in Cleveland, he was fired there. Right? Sometimes you just find the right circumstance and the right players that fit the system you want to run. And you're able to coach that group of guys. And when McNabb couldn't get it done, remember they brought in Michael Vick and they, they, right after the Packers won the Super Bowl, Cullen Jenkins went there. They had all of this talent, this dream. And it was a disaster because it was egos. It didn't mesh. And Andy was the fall guy. And then he gets into Kansas city. And with a couple of years, they have Alex Smith. He looks at Patrick Mahomes and goes, wait a minute, we've got something here. We've got something here. They were winning games with Alex Smith, but they he saw what they had in Patrick Mahomes and made and and made that made that change. You give him credit for that. And then now where Andy Reid is, look, it, it's one thing if you you know kind of get it on a on a on a lucky shot. This guy's been in the AFC championship game for six years. This guy has been to a Super Bowl and won three out of the last five. I mean, come on. Come on, right? So he's a hell of a coach. And the fact that he's got good people under him. Spagnola's been fantastic, but Andy's still calling plays. Even after Eric enemy his former offensive coordinator, was getting so much credit and was getting all this run that he should have been this, this you know up-and-coming head coach. Even when he left, he still just kind of trucks on. So give Andy Reid all the credit in the world. You can't win the big one until you win the big one, right? How many right. times have
1: we seen this? So, like, right. Shanahan, I think, we will probably get one one day. LeBron, right, was this playoff choker until all of a sudden he wasn't. And how many rings has he won since? Right. So sometimes yep. you just need things to line up, like
0: Andy Reid. Yep, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. 877-867-1670. Uh, let's go back to the phone calls or to the phone calls. Our buddy Derek listening to us in Albany, New York. Derek, how you doing today, man? What's up?
2: Hey, Bill, great to hear about your adventures, and uh, i got to commend you. I, I went on YouTube and watched you guys, and uh, the, the four interviews that really stood out to me. There was a lot that I liked, but uh, Brian Billick, Lee Steinberg, Jordan Love, and Kevin and Olivia Harlan. Olivia, oh, my God, is that young woman beautiful or what?
0: Yeah, yeah, she's stunning.
2: Oh, man, <laughs> and, and she's just she's charming and super intelligent, and I noticed some people on the stream were saying, boy, good genes, you know? From <laughs> from Kevin right. Harlan, but uh, on the way home last night from a, a party, I was at. Uh, I listened to Kevin Harlan doing the post game, you know, through Westwood, and boys, he, he's terrific, man. You yep. know, we're so lucky that, uh, and and so so much a chip off the old block of Bob Harlan uh, years right. ago when Bob was stepping down as CEO. I, I had some inroads running a Packer fan club that I ran up here in upstate New York for 35 years, so I had some inroads to the Packers, and Bob, I called Bob Harlan to thank him, thinking, okay, I'll leave a message, nothing will ever happen. I go out to run errands, I come back to my, my phone, and he's leaving a message thanking me. I mean, that's the kind of right. class guy he was, yep. going door to door, you know, to get the stadium built, but uh, you know the Bill, a lot of people are going to complain who aren't really big fans, uh, your listeners, you, you know, everybody listening, we're all serious fans, but the peripheral element, oh, it's a boring game, no scoring, blah, blah, blah. I disagree. There was a lot of tension all, all during that first half. You didn't know what the hell was going to happen. And if you had a few, uh, let's say, uh, chips on the game for some reason or you were in some pools, uh, you know, that made it interesting. But I thought it was very contentious. I thought that there was a tension throughout. Um, you know, I enjoyed it. And, and, you know, if the 49ers lose one more Super Bowl, they will be one of the teams that has lost four and – you know, the Vikings lost four. The Bills lost four. I think there might be another, but um, you know, I'd like to see new teams in there. But, but all all said and done, it it was great, and uh, I I appreciate you guys all week, man. And I I laugh Bill, when you tell me you're sleeping for twelve
0: hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I it was kind of like I you know you're up and you're running on adrenaline for an entire week, and when you finally get home and you have nothing to do, it's like all of a yeah. sudden the power button went off. Right. All right. Great stuff, man. I I appreciate it. Great stories. Appreciate it very much. There you go. Let's go to our buddy, Gerard. Gerard, what's going on, man? How you doing?
3: Hey, Bill. Really good week. Uh, I really like the uh, love uh,
0: interview you did and what you
3: said to him and how he responded. Uh, The kid is such a nice kid, and that was really classy by you, as usual, Bill, uh, to say what you did with love. But I have some news here. There is a rumor trade, and the Jets never learned, that coming out of New York with the Packers and the Jets. Now, as you know, I hear these things. Mm-hmm. And if you have a pen, you got to be ready for this one. Okay. The Jets, are, the, the Packers are going to send the Jets their first, second, and third. Now, their second would be their pick, and the third would be their pick. And then the second next year. And Bakhtiari, now get this, for the Jets' 10th pick, you know, they're they're, they're picking 10th in the first round. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think Goody would make that, but it is making the rounds out of New York, so it's being talked about. And I don't would not do it myself because you'd be giving up depth. But it right. all depends on who's there at the 10th pick. Right. So that's an interesting thing coming out of New York. It seems that Jets So the
0: Packers game. would give up the first, the second and their third and next right. year's what pick? Second. And Bakhtiari. Okay. And, and Bakhtiari for saying. the 10th pick. Okay.
3: This. And they would get the the Jets pick in the first round which is the 10th pick. And that uh and that's a uh you know, that's interesting. But yeah. uh, I don't know if I can do that because now the Packers would still have a second and a third, and so they would have the 10th pick, they had the Jet pick in the second, which is the higher pick, and they would have the Buffalo pick in the third round of, of this year's draft. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the way I was looking at it. And that's like I said. So to me, if it was a higher pick for the Jets, I would make it but it depends who you're going to get, but I don't think the package would do it, and I think Goody would, would never do it because no. he's want, going to want depth. And uh, But like I said, it, it's been mentioned three times huh. over in New York, so there's something right. there to it. You know? So who yeah. knows you know, what, what, what's going on with them. You know what I'm getting tired of hearing, Bill? What's that? That Belichick is the greatest coach ever. I'm get, you know, they're burying him in New England. They absolutely are burying him. I mean, ripping him to shreds the whole bit. Now, look, why is it automatic that it comes out of their mouth the greatest coach ever? Why? He's not. You know, and, and uh, Green Bay won five out of seven and three in a row. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Bart Stahl was 9-1 in the playoffs. Right. He played a lot less playoff games. But I mean, why is this drumbeat constantly going that he's the greatest, greatest coach of all time? And then they're ripping him to shreds.
0: I would they probably say he's pattern. the he's the greatest coach in the modern era. But I don't know all time. I don't. I mean, you know, you, you look at what Paul Brown did with the the Browns years well, ago. You, you know? look at what what Vince Lombardi did. I mean, I. I wouldn't say for the era Bill Belichick is, but for overall, I he's got some competition, and it's very subjective, I guess.
3: Well, the de- you could go by decades, but you know, you go by these eras. Look, Green Bay won before there were Super Bowls. It's not their fault, right? It's not their fault. So it's ridiculous to keep on saying in the Super Bowl, "This is it's a championship, no matter which way you win it." So all of a sudden. In the '60s, none of the records count. So the Yankees never won. Tw- I'm not a Yankee fan at all, but I'm just saying. So the Yankees never really won 27 championships, right? I mean, if you want to go down that road, you know what I mean? You start, what are you going to race history now? Right. You can't just keep on doing this nonsense over and over again. And he, and he's and he's and he's spoiled people out in New England out of burying the guy now and just ripping him to no end. You know, uh, uh, praising him and saying he's the greatest coach—you can't have it both ways, right? You can't. No, I agree. You, I don't. Do you know any Packer fan seriously out there that is ever ripped Lombardi? Any?
0: No, no, I, never. No. Ne- but it's—I look at it this way, though, Gerard. Also, we live in a vastly different time of social media, where everybody's got an opinion. Podcasts are now prevalent. And, and, you know, back, even back then, there was no sports talk shows. It was just, you know, what you read in the papers, what you read in the paper, and you didn't hear about it. Right. So we have a much easier way to find information today and listen to information than we ever had before. So maybe there were people that ripped Lombardi. But, no, I, I can't imagine. Lombardi is rever- In 20 years, you know what? Bill Belichick is going to be revered. The, the sting of what went on in the last couple of years of his career in New England, that's going to go away. And when they bring him back, they'll go back to revering him as the greatest of all time. And those few decades that they just kind of ran and uh, ramped over everybody and reigned supreme, that's all going to be remembered. But I agree with you. I think it's stupid to rip the guy. Uh, If you want to rip him, rip him as a GM, but don't rip him as a coach.
3: Right. And, uh, Bill, one more thing. The double pass that Jennings threw to 23 that he got a touchdown on, Uh okay, 32 Bolton. I I was going online and I was I, because I wanted to check this thing out. He was being blocked downfield while that ball was in the air. Mhm. That's illegal, isn't it?
0: It is. Should have had you should have had a flag because the ball was behind there were backward passes and behind the line of scrimmage still to that point.
3: Right. And and no matter where the ball is passed like, if you're throwing a wide receiver screen and the guy's blocking before the ball's caught, that's illegal.
0: So correct. it's the same
3: situation here, correct?
0: I believe so, yes. So,
3: so if you go back and look at that play, that was an illegal play. I mean, if I'm correct. If I'm correct that they were blocking. You, you, you know what i mean? Unless, in, so unless the, they
0: were within the five yards of the line of scrimmage, which they weren't.
3: Exact, well, you're – because then, your if your offensive linemen were over there and they were downfield one yard, isn't that illegal? Correct. Also,
0: that would be illegal. Also, yes.
3: So if you watch that again, Bill, maybe you would and give your opinion on it and see if that was in the illi- I don't have any. I don't bet these games. I don't really care. Yeah, you, know, you understand. I didn't roof right. that I, I mean, I don't like San Francisco at all. But I'm just saying, I have no dog in this fight. You know what I mean? Right. I don't really care. So therefore, I looked at that play and immediately, as I seen it, I said that's illegal. Yeah. Because I have it, to go back and look at it. it. You, said, you know. So that yep. that was no one's talking about it, but I seen it. And, you know, and I was tweeting it out. I said that's got to be an illegal play.
0: So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have to take a look. Yeah. So I'll take a look. I appreciate it. Thanks, Gerard. Talk to you soon. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. Stay tuned. If you want to chime in, you got any kind of a comment. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We would love to hear from you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Northern Lights Event Venue. Northern Lights Event Venue, downtown on the Riverwalk in Milwaukee. Great place for a dinner, a rehearsal dinner, a business dinner. Got a wedding, a photo shoot, business event, whatever it happens to be. They can do it all with a photo studio right there. That's NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com. More of the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you, The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. Boy, big crowd yesterday down at the Nice Ash. The Nice Ash Cigar Bar, downtown West, uh, uh, on West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. Had a really nice crowd down there over the weekend. So, uh, exciting stuff and uh, just kind of getting back to normal. And now, we start to watch basketball games. We get set for March Madness. Uh, We get set for baseball. Good stuff on the horizon. That's our friends at the Nice Ash. Whether it's live entertainment Thursday, Friday, Saturday, a huge selection with a big walk-in humidor or... You can join the Whiskey and the Bourbon Club. They have poker. They have so many different events. Check out our friends at theniceash.com. That's theniceash.com, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. And a lot of times you can find me in there as well. So good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, 867 1670 If you want to give us a, uh, a shout, by all means, go ahead and do so. Um, this is from Jake. Jake says, uh, hey, Bill, what are your thoughts on the Green Bay Packers moving forward? They're picked 10th to win the Super Bowl next season. Uh, I, it's it's hard to give you this, this is what I think, because they think there's going to be changes. Uh, we figure 99.9%, David is not going to be there. It's weird that Gerard brings up that uh, the trade rumor in New York that the Packers would give up the first, the second, the third round pick, keep their other second and third round picks, get the 10th pick from the Jets, the 10th overall, they'd give David Bakhtiari to the Jets because they desperately need uh, a true tackle. I understand that, but I, I don't know if that financially benefits the Packers. I think if they trade him away, Maybe then the Packers are off the hook for some more money on that. I don't know specifically how that salary cap would work if that would be true. But let's be honest, it. it I wouldn't see the Packers doing that. Secondly, why in the world would the Jets want David Bakhtiari? And I'm not making fun of David Bakhtiari, but he has not even come close to to looking as if he's ready to play. I mean, that would all be contingent upon taking a physical. And from what we heard with Brian Gudekins at the end of the season press conference, it was like, no, no, not going to happen. You know, so uh, I don't don't think so.
1: I wonder if this offseason, not to interrupt you, Bill, but I wonder if this offseason, after everything that happened with the Jets and what was reported on about Joe Douglas, I wonder if this offseason Aaron Rodgers comes to the Jets and says, I want Bakhtiari. He's our guy. Go get him. Right. I wonder if this offseason Joe Douglas goes, you know, actually, last offseason we kind of did your guys – I'm not going right. here with you. I wonder if the the offseason and the mentality is different from the Jets front office.
0: I mean, unless Rodgers know unless Bakhtiari and he have been talking and Bakhtiari says, look, I'm good. I just didn't really want to tear my my knee up in this last season with Green Bay. So I've held myself out for an entire year. I've taken less abuse and I'm ready to go. Unless something like that, which I can't imagine Bakhtiari doing, unless something like that happened, I don't know why what Aaron Rodgers would know that nobody else knows. You know what I mean? I mean, Bakhtiari just couldn't play.
1: You would rather have, in my opinion, a B- minus or even a C-plus left tackle that plays every week than David Bakhtiari, who you don't know what you're getting, right? right Continuity exactly. is so important on the O-line. I just exactly. don't know why the Jets, who are already old and expensive and injury-prone, I don't know why they'd further that trend and get Bakhtiari. Right. No, uh, unless Rodgers demands it but I, I don't know the Jets kind of have some egg on their face so I, I think they might be willing
0: to push back a bit by the way uh two things here one Rick you're right Bakhtiari does not like playing on turf and that field is that turf and that's not a good turf field secondly I wanted to go back A Marriott said something about well we'll look at the colors next year for the Super Bowl logo that is such crap just an FYI because this year it was supposed to all be about Baltimore and the 49ers because of the colors and it turned out to be crap. So I don't want to hear anything more about the the league being. The, the, I, I watched last night when Taylor Swift was on the field, and it you know it was all these comments about how the league is fixed. They did it because she's there, and because of all the money that's at stake, and this and that. Do you have you cannot, cannot, be that stupid? Do you have any? Think about. You are going to fix something, right? Ten friends, and you're going to try to fix something. And (laughs) how hard it is to keep ten guys, ten friends, on the same story, the same thing, the same time, and convince ten of those friends, nine of them say, that they're going to be losers while you're a winner. Think about that. Now try to make it an entire football league with coaches and trainers and front office and everybody all on the same page to say it's fixed. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. And it's why I, look, are there bad calls? Yes. Are there bad spots? Yes. I get that. Is there bias sometimes when it comes to officials towards certain players and towards certain coaches? Absolutely. But to say that it's completely fixed, beginning to end, you would have to be the most conspiracy-minded, dumbest human being on the face of the earth to believe that. It, it just is. It just is. So I, I just wanted to put that to rest because people ask my opinion on it. And I would say I've got a better chance of being anally probed by aliens Than having the NFL completely fixed. Just an FYI. And I've never had my anal probed. So you know. There you go. There you go. Uh, let's do this. I'm uh, going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got uh, a lot more to get to, and uh, we'll, we'll get to all of it. I absolutely positively <laughs> promise you. This portion of the program brought you by a place that was packed yesterday. One of the best sports bars not only in Milwaukee but also in the state of Wisconsin. That is Stanley. Second to National Walkers Point, and they are coming ever so close to opening up the new Stennis in Lake Country on Watertown Road in Pewaukee. We're going to be there when it opens. We're going to be there for some March Madness broadcasts. We're looking forward to it. Stenny's, second in National in Walker's Point. We're going to be there live for the Brewers' home opener, and we're going to be at Stenny's Lake Country uh, as they get set to open up, hopefully come March, for March Madness. We're going to have a blast down there as well. Better bring your Girl Scout cookies. That's our friends at Stenny's. Stay tuned. we got more the Bill Michael Show. To have you back, hey our friends over at Steel Tank Brewing, Roebrook Lane and Oconomowoc, right behind the Zonia Bank off of 67. Big weekend, a lot of music in there this past weekend. They're open Tuesday through Sunday. They open up for lunch. They've got brunches on the weekend now, and just getting uh, better and better and bigger and bigger, and doing a lot of great stuff. And uh, Rally Point has uh, been a a pretty big success i mean it's not packed every night but it's pretty damn crowded and they have been uh, just kind of cranking out a lot of great local music so check out our friends at steel tank brewing on robrook lane in oconomowoc and right behind the exonia bank off of 67 and don't forget about rally point if you're looking for something to do if you're looking for live music i mean there's a couple of venues in town but this is brand new and it's stunning it is stunning as much money and and uh, care they put into uh, building this place and the sound quality and such it's awesome so if you haven't been to a rally point yet out at steel tank brewing you gotta go gotta go gotta go check it out by all means 877 1670 um grant what did you think of Reba mcintyre and the uh the national anthem
1: i thought it was fine she didn't try to reinvent the wheel Maybe it was a little boilerplate, but but that's fine. I thought it was very good, and I I don't know that you're going to get much controversy or anything from it. And that's I think the best kind of national anthem: just get up there and sing it and get it over with.
0: It one of the, now I have to admit I I got to go back and watch it because we were in the car listening to it when we dro- when we were driving over to uh, to uh, smoke in the water, and it was it. W- How do I put this? Because I think Reba's fantastic. It was very Reba-esque. But it's like Kristen said, she puts more heart and soul into fancy than it sounded like into the anthem. And it's not a bad thing. She sang it the way it's supposed to be, you know, brought forth. But it, it felt like it was like missing something. You know, it, it's like there was like something. Now, I didn't get a chance to see it today because I, I DVR'd everything. So I'm going to go back and rewatch it. But it's it felt like it was missing something. And maybe I'll see it different than I will just listening to it. But listening to it, it was, it was quick. It was there wasn't a lot of that heart in it. I, I can't I can't put my thumb on it. It just wasn't the best one that I've ever heard, I guess might be the best way to put it.
1: When artists take risks with the national anthem it typically doesn't go well. So I'm right. I'm fine with her just doing it safely. I thought Post Malone's America the Beautiful was awesome too. I know he looks weird and, you know, he's yeah, he's a yeah. weird-looking dude,
0: but I thought his America the Beautiful was great too. Yeah, uh I heard that. I uh, the sound was terrible on the radio. Cuz you the guitar was louder than his voice and you couldn't hear it. Uh, Cuz we were turning it up going, I, "What is he singing?" I you just couldn't hear it. So, uh, that was, uh, to me, that fell short just for the fact that I couldn't hear it. But, uh, what did you think of the halftime show? I thought it was fun. I thought it was cool. Um, I thought he nailed it. Yeah. I thought he nailed
1: it. The roller skates, the dancing. I I think with some of these artists, you need to appreciate not just the singing and the music, which I know like a lot of people would rather see like Springsteen or U2 or a just band and instruments like the Eagles. But that's not every halftime show, and you got to appreciate everything. I thought the guest stars were cool, and there was obviously a lot of uh, production value, and I
0: thought it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I thought he nailed it. It started out slow, and I thought, oh god, it was slow, it was, it was off, and then it, and then it just started rolling, and then you went by the end of it, you were like, wow, that was that was really good, because you never know how it's going to go, and if you were, uh, I'll say this, we were watching it from smoke on the water, and uh, God bless uh, rhythmic white people. <laughs> it was just, they were all going and chanting and screaming and yelling, and and it was like uh, everybody's just kind of doing that dance, where everybody's like moving their bodies, but they're all standing in the same place, and no feet are moving, and it's like, okay, it's just a bunch of <laughs> rhythmic people that are just enjoying, and they, the fun thing was, is everybody in the place knew every word to every song. That was the cool thing about it. It was just, it was funny. It's just, (laughs) oh my goodness. But I I thought, uh, I thought Usher nailed it. It was just, they absolutely nailed it. I thought he did a good job. Uh, Let's do this. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, Kyle Shanahan. And I will give you my take on Shanahan's failures also coming up, we are going to We're gonna hear Greg Cosell discuss at the bottom of the hour Greg Cosell discuss uh, the Packers, Jordan Love, and the upcoming offseason. We'll get into that as well. We got an hour down, three more yet to go. Don't go anywhere. We got more of the Bill Michael show. It's coming up right after this.